Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Some of us, veterans, 
of New York City or native New Yorkers have been hearing for decades that they were going to shut this place down. Well, I just got a question. Where are they going to put all of the inmates? Now, we know based on the inmate count that there would be a lot, a lot, a lot of jobs lost over there, but they just don't have the space to, you know, relocate all of those inmates. And I have to tell you, with the brand new set of uh, residents here, if you will, you're not going to tell me that Rikers Island is going to take at least a 20% increase. I say they need to start building up because it's not going to be enough space to house who's already there. The criminals who are here in New York City who may have been evading arrest and those who are now new New Yorkers. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't have that kind of confidence that they're going to be able to control that issue. So before you know it, it looks like the feds might be in control of Rikers and to, you know, think about how they're going to improve it you know, most times when you go to improve something, you've got to gut it and start from scratch. Now, we know good and well you can't gut Rikers Island unless you double up and triple up and, you know, quadruple up in some of the, the out, you know, some of the buildings and then start all over again. So I don't know how well that's going to work. I don't know what they have in mind. All I know is this will be some kind of task. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. Well, the other big, big story, Bank of America. They have surely gone fuck wild. And they have again, again, disrespected, broke rules and laws against uh, all of their customers to the tune of $100 million that they have to give um, past and present customers, as well as pay $150 million in Tennessee. Well, Vivian told us that back in 2014, Bank of America had to pay $727 million for illegal credit card practices. Now, they also had to pay some hefty fine. Also, so I asked the question, well, what kind of money these people got? Are they making money? And I literally mean making money, manufacturing, that is, because how the world you got all this kind of money? And then my question was, and you're still in business? Well, a couple of thoughts about the fact that, uh, yeah, you're still in business because of who uh, is behind the scenes and 
to who you're servicing. So you servicing the hood and the hoodites. And if you serve us, you'll be able to stay in business no matter how crooked you are. Because they just don't care about us like that. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about how these people, I mean, do you know that $100 million is on top of that $150 million after in 2004 paying $727 and then another hundred and something million in fines? And you still, you still can stop, drop, and roll? Man, you got some deep pockets. And I can't even imagine the money that they're making. Because if they're not bankrupt yet, that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, the big story of the morning, I don't want to talk about you, but I have to go back and listen. All right? Okay. And listen. You know, that's not as big as, well, it's bigger than the eight-year-old who led the officers on a car chase. And when he was uh, finally stopped, arrested, they found a weapon in the car. Vivian was on fire yesterday. You're going to have to go back and get that wow story of this week. Wow Wednesday. Now, maybe on Friday I'll talk about it a little bit. But uh, you're going to have to go back and get it. Okay. Alrighty. Well, today is Thursday. Today we discuss our health, whether it's our emotional health, physical health, our mental health, spiritual health, financial health, whatever it is. Okay? So, I want to give you an opportunity to go get that healthy breakfast. I'll go tell somebody that it's behind it, past the step. And whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere. Because we'll be right back. Try men. I'm one of a kind. I have two different colored eyes. I was born with a bilateral crest ribbon palette. But there's some more cool things about men. I'm skinny. I'm cute. And I'm smart. And I'm a good friend. Don't be mean to other people that are different. We already been through a lot of hard stuff. So everybody kindness. You're missing out of a lot of awesome people if you're being a poophead to them. Don't be a poophead. If somebody being mean to you, be nice to them. Because the most unlovable people need love the most. You are something magical. You are irreplaceable. You are one of a kind. 
and you are so loved. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And uh, it is Therapeutic Thursday. Today we talk about our health. Now, I just got things to just ushering us into this side of the week. You know, we are mighty, 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 mighty blessed. Mighty, 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 mighty blessed. And I want to talk about really quickly the fact that it is cleft lip week, um, no, month. And you heard the little type on our PSA talk about the fact that, you know, he's different. He is beautiful. He has experience being treated differently. And he's encouraging you to not treat people differently. He says, don't be a poop head. And uh, I just decided really quickly because of, you know, what was being said. To just kind of give a little description of a cleft lip. Well, they say that's when the lip forms between the fourth and seventh week. Well, okay, let me go back. The lip forms between the fourth and the seventh week of pregnancy. And they say as a baby develops during pregnancy, body tissue and Special cells from each side of the heart grow toward the center of the face and join together to make the face. And this joining of tissue forms the facial features like the lips and mouth. Well, a cleft lip happens if the tissue that makes up the lip does not join completely before birth. And this results in an opening in the upper lip. The opening in the lip can be a small slit or it can be a large opening that goes through the lip into the nose. A cleft lip can be on one or both sides of the lip or in the middle of the lip, which occurs very rarely. And children with a cleft lip also can have a cleft palate. Now... I know of a few people who have been born with a cleft lip. And I want to 
pull up something. Um, because there's a reason why the little boy is talking about the fact that they're different, that, um, you know, people are looking at them differently and, you know, don't treat them differently because they look different. Now, one of the things that I do know is you have different complications throughout your body. So this is this is the amazing part of having the cleft lip because one of the things you have is difficulty feeding. Well, needless to say, because you know if your lip is is split, then that's a part that closes over your spoon or your fork or whatever. So you can only imagine that there would be difficulty, you know, being fed. The other thing that children who have a cleft lip experience are ear infections and hearing loss. Not everybody, but these are some of the other conditions. And they say that they are especially at risk of developing middle ear fluid and hearing loss. Also, they have dental issues and they say that their upper gum and tooth development may be affected. Their speech, needless to say, um, some of them develop difficulties with their speech and they also have other issues they say some social, emotional, and behavioral problems. And that's one of the things that the little boy was talking about. And one of the other things is, you know, I don't know how, how much you know about this, but I've known parents who you have to buy their children two different size shoes. Yeah. One, one foot is one size and one foot is a size above, so you will wear a six and a six and a half simultaneously. Yes, one on one foot, one on the other foot. And there are so many other things that come with the uh, condition of the cleft lip. So when I when I um when I listened to it this morning, I really, really, really remembered some of the um, conditions that they go through in addition to just the lip. They have to go through like several surgeries, yes, to repair um, that the lip and that yeah, the top lip. And they say that those surgeries take place as early as three to six months old. Yeah. And, you know, God forbid you have any other situations such as your hearing or anything like that. So, you know, let's give God thanks for, you know, when our children come out, you know, okay, unscathed with no birth defects and things like that. 
And I have seen children, I mean, beautiful from, you know, birth until, like, all of the different surgeries are done and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not saying that they weren't beautiful before, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. You know, where the little boy is saying, you know, that people are looking at them funny and things like that. Well, as they grow, you know, and uh, their bodies into all of the surgeries, well, you know, it, it, it begins to change their look and, you know, it, it's just an amazing thing that God has done. You know, he said, I'm pretty, pretty much, he says, I'm beautiful. And I'm, I'm glad that they're teaching him this at such a young age because, you know, we've been talking about the Breaking the Yoke Women's Conference that's going to take place, Gospel July 29th. And I have to tell you, self-esteem is is one of the topics we're going to, you know, discuss. And you just can't get enough of that particular topic in conversation because it affects us in so many, so many different ways. So many different ways. So, you know, when you are going through things like this, this can definitely you know, hit your self-esteem. And we don't know why, you know, your self-esteem has been affected. But, you know, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to get to, you know, all the things that, you know, help us to tank in that area. And whether it's, you know, what do you call it, cleft lip or, you know, anything else, it really needs discussing because we can't be, you know, warriors in the kingdom of God here on earth if we're, you know, suffering in the self-esteem area. And we're going to have some powerful women. You know, I, I looked at that roster. You've gotten a taste of some of those. Um, women, we're going to have our elder, um, our Pastor Charlene, our elder Natisha. We're going to have our girl Shanti, and we're going to have our Pastor Kim live, live. So if you have heard these voices on the broadcast, this is an opportunity. For you to come out and see them live up close and personal. Guess who else is going to be on the roster? Ah, our sister Gertie. Yes, trust talk with Gertie. Yes, our sister Gertie is going to be on deck. You know, as she has been a blessing to us each month. Who else? Who else? Who else has been here? Oh, we got our Pastor Terry Adolfo. Remember, Pastor Terry talked about praying for my husband's mind. Well, she's got a part two. You know, she was only on for a short while, a couple of months ago, on our, our Monday morning segment, praying for my husband's mind. And she got to a point 
in the presentation and discussion. And we're going to continue that conversation. Oh, don't forget about our girl, Minister Anna Baez. Woo! Powerful. Remember her, her presentation of her book, From Existing to Living? She's going to be joining us. Yes. You can go back to June 18th and see her sneak peek. We have our pastor, Janae Gibbs. She was on with us this past Sunday. And, you know, I'm just, like, excited because she did a fantastic job as well. And... You know, this is this was just a taste. You know, you've only gotten a taste of Pastor Charlotte, of the Latisha, Shaquise, Pastor Kim. You've only gotten like a taste of them from week to week. But when you get them live up close and in person, they are monsters. Now you know there's no disrespect there. But it is going to be a fantastic, fantastic journey because they're all going to be talking about something separate. Yes, you know, on on it's due time with Pastor Steph. You know, they all sit in a forum and a panel, and they you know they talk about this, you know one topic. But we're going to get an opportunity that they're all going to be a part in separate topics. Yes. And I've heard I kind of got a little taste just in their talking. Just as we were discussing their topic. And when I tell you that just their presentation just our discussion of this topic. Oh my goodness, my mouth is watering. Man, man, oh man. Ugh. I tell you, I was talking to each of them, and as they were talking, I was just like sitting there staring at the phone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God, these are the women that we hear from week to week. But when you get to to hear them on the 29th, I tell you, I don't know if you're going to be ready, but I wasn't ready just listening, just listening. So self-esteem is only going to be a, you know, a portion, just a small topic of what we talk about, you know? So I say get your tickets right now. They are at, still at $30. We don't know how long they're going to stay that way. We had another bulk group of tickets purchased yesterday by the grace of God. And... I'm not promising you that there's going to be any seats left soon. So 
So grab your white. Yes, it's an all-white affair. Imagine how beautiful that's going to look. Yes, an all-white affair with powerful women of God speaking. And because it's a woman's conference, does not mean that the men are going to be um, dismissed. And we are really going to get a blessing because God has opened up the floor to the men. Yes, to the men. So they're going to be able to be in attendance. So if you are a woman who has been wanting to get her husband out to, you know, one of these type uh, events, this is the one that you want to get him out to because I don't have to tell you how candid they're going to be speaking, right? And I had a one of our ministers who's going to be presenting on that night. She was like, Pastor Steph, I've been praying to God, you know, asking him how Am I going to get my husband out to this event to hear all of this, you know, these powerful conversations? But I figured, you know, it was a women's conference, so he can't come. And I, she was jumping up and down. She was jumping up and down because her husband can now attend. So listen, call your brother. Um, call your uncle, call your dad, call your grandpa, call your pastor, whoever it is, get them on board, okay? All right. Now, before we um, go any further, I just want to let you know that you can get the tickets, you know, go on Coach for Christian Life. Our tickets are, uh, the ticket link is there. And you can get as many tickets as you'd like. And right now, we have a special going on. Now, if you are a Facebook friend of Shanti's, yeah, it's your Facebook friend of John Peace. Tomorrow, tomorrow, you will be able to go on and get the email address to the Breaking the Yoke Women's Conference, and you can email us, and you will get an additional percentage of your ticket. $25. Now, come on. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that. It's already at half price. And then God has added an additional bonus of $25 um, purchase. But it's only good for tomorrow. Okay? Only good for tomorrow. So, again, if you're a Facebook friend of Shanti, you can go on, you can um, email us, and you will get 
that $25 purchase. And we're going to check to see if you're a Facebook friend. But she has Instagram. She has Facebook. Um, you know, so she can put, you know, you on, um, you know, her list of friends. So listen, if you're not her friend and you've been listening to these fantastic, um, what do you call it, Twitch tips, then you might want to friend her, okay? Special guest on this morning, and she's not a special guest much anymore. She is our sister and our friend in our head, and we're just trying to get her sound to improve because, you know, we want to hear everything she has to say. She's been an extreme blessing to us. And again, you know, this is the kind of blessing God gives us. You know, I always say from the very beginning, I've always said God sends us the very best. Well, listen, he sends us the very best each day, even with our dishonor truth. We don't have to have anybody on, you know, special for every once in a while. But we get the very, very, very best from the Lord for free. We don't have to pay for this counsel and this consultation every month. And she's been really hitting us with some crazy information. Alrighty, so let's not utilize any more time, and let's say good morning to our sister Gertie Gordon, our minister Gertie Gordon, our hair, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, our hairstylist, hair uh, professional. Good morning, sister Gertie. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? Same here, same here. Busy as normal, but can't complain. Mm-hmm. All is well, thank God. Good, very good. Can you hear good. me? I, I can hear you perfectly well, thank you. Yes, okay, I can good. hear you. I know that each month you come on, you've been with us for a few times now. But, you know, there's right. always that first time listener. So I want to give you a quick opportunity to just tell everybody who Gertie Gordon is. Okay, good morning. Um, as Pastor Seth said, I am by trade a licensed cosmetologist, um, been practicing for over 20 years, um, recently retired from full-time being behind the chair, um, had a salon and spa for um, several years, And now I started a consultancy last year where I help aspiring entrepreneurs, specifically in the beauty space. Oftentimes you'll find stylists, nail techs, um, lash techs, makeup artists. They have the gifting, but no business savviness. And so my ministry now is bridging the gap between being a great artist but also having um, a well-oiled machine in the form of business and what that looks like, both um, brick and mortar and virtual businesses. And um, it's proven to be really, really rewarding. And I'm grateful to be able to do this work now. 
um, the groundwork of everything I do is from faith. As an ordained minister, I don't look at church being once a week. It's just my lifestyle. And so um, I forgot who said it, but there's a quote that says, preach the gospel wherever you go, use words only when you have to. And that's how I look to model my life, that the life I live in my actions, deeds, words, all of it, um, others can see Christ. And so that's pretty much it. I'm a wife and a mother. And, um, yeah, I love God and I love people. Uh All right, all right. And if anyone had um, been on previously, you would see how much of a gem uh, Sister Gertie is to us. And interestingly enough, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, what we could talk about today, and I was going back to memory bank to find out some of the things that people have said to me since we've had our Sister Gertie on, and just general conversation. You know, Sister Gertie, yes, I finished saying that people have, you know, one side of it, but they don't have the business side of it, and, you know, we, as customers, you know, we can use some improvement as well. So today we're going to talk about some salon etiquette, some customer etiquette, and I thought this was a really good opportunity for us to, you know, speak about it. You know, we talk about we're people of God, and a lot of times we don't act like it. We look like everybody else. So I I thought we would pop get a little out of talking about some of these things, and let me, I'm going to split it to be fair. If you're out there, and, you know, we all women have been going to hair salons from when they were two and three years old all the way up. Yes, I do know someone who has been, you know, some people have been sitting in a chair. It says they were hotly. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of experience on the other side, you know, so we're going to get some tips from Sister Gertie today. And we're going to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to send me some, you know, little things that you've experienced or maybe a question that you have about your, um, your hairstylist, cosmetologist, you know, because certain things, when I used to go to a hair salon, I'm like, y'all really in business? And this is how you're doing things? So we're going to talk about it from both sides today. And, uh, Mr. Gertie, I got a couple of lists together. And I said, I'm going to pull out um, some of the stuff that they say um, cosmetologists, hairstylists, just want you as a customer to know. And then I want to give you an opportunity to throw out some stuff that maybe I don't have on this list, as well as if anyone sends in something that they want to know from the chair side, then you know, we're going to have a good time today. We're going to have a good time right. today. Awesome. One of the things – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just said awesome. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Now, this is the thing that our, our customer list, 
list that was on several um so well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to make sure. It's from you to us. Several things that the hairstylists and cosmetologists listed on your um on the list was please stop showing up late to your appointment. Right. Mm. <laughs> How important is your responsibility? Well, it's um it's very important for in my opinion, in my experience. Um, but through the years, um, it's been really top of top of the list for the most part. However, the our approach was to train the the girls, my girls, to understand that you set the tone for how the business goes. And I said it's it's kind of like you you have to train your guests to to be able to um for lack of a better word what keeps coming to mind is fall in line um although that's not the words i used to use it was you know you have to be the example and your guests will follow suit you know so we can't um you'll find especially now you'll see a lot of people like well there's a um, a late fee, this and that, or whatever. You having a deposit fee, all of the stuff that stylists are doing, but you're not living up to your own standards. And so, mm-hmm. with um, at the salon and how I would train our staff, let's understand that if you know you need to be who you want your guests to be, and you're going to attract like-minded guests when you do that. So, um, timeliness, um, I would always say. Early is on time, on time is late, and late you don't get seen, you know? And so if you have a 10 o'clock appointment, mm. on time is getting there at least the at the latest 9.55. You're not strolling in at 10 o'clock willy-nilly or what have you. And so the same thing with my staff. If you your shift starts at 10 o'clock, you need to be at the salon 9.30, 9.15. Why? Because not only do you need to kind of get yourself mentally prepared, you take the time out to look at your day, get yourself grounded, make sure even, you know, I, I would go as far as to say from the night before, make sure you have the product, make sure you know who's coming in, what they need, that you have it, that you're ready, that you're prepared to do it, that you're prepared to um, provide chair education, like the whole nine. You can't just roll up and roll in at the time of the appointment and kind of like <laughs> throw your bag and your coat one way and then just start going. It doesn't work that way. And um, as I said earlier, faith is huge. And so I'm like, no, we, we need to come in beforehand, set the tone, set the atmosphere, get our mind right, we center ourselves, and be prepared. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're there to serve. And so mm-hmm. um, one of the unfortunate things, you don't find a lot of salons doing that, or businesses in general, you know. Um, and so... Timeliness is really important. I know for me, I, I, I did evolve in that I used to be very much a stickler. And I, I had policies that, you know, you get a 10-minute grace period. And being clear that that's a grace period. That's not the norm. That's not your know, appointment at 10 and you can roll in at 10-10 every week. No. You get a 10-minute grace mm. period. And um, not only was it verbalized, not only was it said in your consultation, it was repeated when you came, when you got your confirmation. And also, after 30 minutes, it's an automatic reschedule. And so, 
And, wow. and I understand okay. life happens, things happen. And we would say at the end of the day, respect my time enough as I respect your time enough to in the event something is going to happen where you are going to be late, call. Don't have a 10 o'clock appointment and you calling at 10 o'clock saying you're going to be late. No, that, that, you know, that ship done left the court. If, you know, you knew at, at least 945 that you weren't going to make it to your 10 o'clock, you know? And so right. those are things that we had to set in place. And um, it didn't take long where, you know, guests understood that and they appreciated that. And it's just common courtesy. And so we developed an atmosphere of courtesy where um, even if, say, for instance, um, something happened and you were running behind as the provider, we would, I would have my assistant or the receptionist call the guest. We would give our, an hour notice or whatever the case may be because we're prepared. So if something happens and um, sometimes things happen, whether it's somebody else was late and so it's going to push people back, you know, we would just make sure that you called or sent a quick text that the guests knew this is going to happen so they can make the decision if they want to grab something to eat, do something else, if they were going to come and wait, you know, but at least you knew that, you know, we're very, um, being very explicit um, and forthright and not only with regard to time, with regard to cost, with regard to then um, how long your service is going to take, what you need for your maintenance and your upkeep, being forthright about all of that sets everyone up to success. And, you know, nobody likes that feeling. I know I don't like it as a consumer when I'm thinking one thing and then I get a bill and I'm like, whoa, I didn't expect that. So I don't like that feeling. I, don't, I never like the feeling of people waiting on me. And so that's where that all came from. But it proved to be a really um, one of the distinguishing factors um, that set my business apart. You know, four years in a row before I closed, um, we got Best in Queens, and it was on the basis of customer service. And why that award meant so much to me was because it was voted by consumers. It wasn't a, um, like a, a body. You know, buying awards from, like, the um, National Hair Associations and stuff, but to get that award four years in a row straight, um, and three consecutive years put us in the Hall of Fame um, for Best Salon in Queens with regard to customer service, you know, and the experience. That meant a lot, you know, because we worked hard for it. And so to be recognized as such, it meant a lot. Wow. I'm sure, Congratulations. I'm sure it did, you know, <laughs> because people can be harsh. People can be very fickle. You know, I know I read reviews, let's say for argument's sake, address. And I'm looking at, you know, some four and a half stars out of five. And I read some of the reviews and people are like, well, you know, the dress came in torn. You know, okay, so you right. can understand why you, you know, a, a, a negative rating for that. But then somebody will say, well, it showed up late. Well, that right. may not have been. You, you're not reviewing the delivery. You're reviewing the items. <laughs> it's like people right. are so fickle. And you tell me that the consumers actually voted your salon you know, the best, that does mean a lot. So congratulations to you. Now, you know, uh, Sister Gertie, she has put it out there. She's already talked about from the side of the salon. I already got one question, and I haven't quite read it, but I saw it come in. I read, saw the first couple of words, so I know it was for us today. But if you've got questions for Sister Gertie, you know, as, as someone who ran her own business, 
Um, come on, send the name. You know how to get in touch with me. You know how to get in touch with Shantice. And I'll even invite you to call in, 516-387-1358. And, you know, give us a security an opportunity to, you know, address some of your questions. She's on with us for, you know, about 45 minutes more. So we're going to grab her while we have it, well, the opportunity, okay? Well, my sister Gertie, they also say that on this list of hairstylist suggestions of don'ts, they say, please don't ignore our product recommendations. How important is that? What do you mean, don't ignore our product recommendation? Like if In a, other a words, Good. Like if a guest um, says that they have a product that they're recommending for the stylist to you? No, the opposite. So in other words, you asked for this style, I'm giving you this style, and I'm telling you if you want to maintain this style, you have to use this product, this product, and this oh, product. Oh, yes. Right, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it's meant to help you not only uh, maintain your hair and what your um, the health of your hair, but it helps you in between to prolong your, your um, what you get done, you know, in between visits. And so it helps when you're using the same thing that, that we're using and why we're using it. I would say that it's on the, the, the due diligence is on the stylist to educate the guests on why it's important to follow these guidelines. Um, a lot of times people, they, you have to, to get to a point where they know, like, and trust you, and they understand that, okay, you know, if she's saying this, this is as good as gold. But, you know, you have to build that. And so sometimes if somebody, they don't want to be felt that they're being sold something just because the stylist wants to increase their bottom line. You know, and there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of that. And so establishing yourself as the, the go-to or being knowledgeable in it, you have to get the why, the features, and the benefits of whatever it is that you're telling them as opposed to having the guests feel like you're just trying to sell me something, you know? Mm-hmm. But I never mm-hmm. had a problem once I was able to explain it, you know, why we're using this, what are the key ingredients, what are the features, what are the benefits of this, and what do you get out of this? Not only does it allow them to see the value, but they grow in that trusting that, you know what, I'm customizing, I'm curating this for you, for the, the regimen for that I feel is best for your hair and yourself. And so you don't get a lot of pushback when you take that approach as opposed to, yeah, just get this, you know, it's good. <laughs> well, why is it good? <laughs> What's so good about it? Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. You know, that that's something that I've heard women complain about. Oh, you know, she told me to get this. But this is just as good as that, and and I'm saying to myself, okay, you know, you're you want to maintain what you got, or do you want right. to, you know, uh, mess it up, and now, you know, you don't have the results, or you can't maintain the results. So yeah, I would say let's get that done. Well, here's one that was always something. Uh, uh, Sister Gertie, even when we were in our mama's chair, 
you know when when she was doing your hair and you went to touch your hair and she popped your hand with the comb and stop touching your hair. Well, that's actually on this list of hairstylist do's and don'ts. They're like, please do not touch your hair while your hair is being, you know, treated. What, what would you say about that one? That's a, one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm in the middle of doing your hair, styling it, and not only are you touching everything, but your head is, is rotating left and right. I'm trying to see it. You're trying to see it. <laughs> so yeah, those were some of my pet peeves. Um, I even, we, like, we made light of it. We made jokes about it, but we were very, very serious. We would talk about, you know, don't be that client, you know? And so um, there's actually a stylist that I follow on Instagram. And when I tell you she is a sister after my own heart, like the stuff that she talks about and she jokes about are very real experiences. And her name is um, the IG page is Shay's Hair Museum. And she will go through different types of clients, different types of stylists, different types of um, salon atmosphere, you know, just different things that really actually do happen. And having done it over 25 years, I think I've seen it all. But, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, um, number one, the person, you know, we're still in the process of, of not only working, but we're creating, you know, we're, we're creative. And as artists, you know, you you take pride in what you're doing. And so if I'm in the middle of doing it and you taking your fingers and your hands and running through it, number one is disrespectful. Number two, it's inconsiderate, you know? Um, and then thirdly, it, it's not always sanitary. And that's where, you know, you want to, you don't want to come across as offensive, but sometimes people's hands aren't clean, you know? And you, you just finished eating those chips. Why are you running your fingers through your hair for? As I'm trying to do it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, you please stop. And so you've experienced, I've experienced a lot of that. All right. All right. All right. Oh, my goodness. I saw that. And I was like, man, we have been experiencing that don't. But since we were little girls, mom is doing our hair, or auntie is doing our hair, grandma's doing our hair, and you got your hand, you want to feel it, and you're like, pow, before you knew it, that hand was getting hot. So that's why I don't right. understand how you're sitting in a salon chair doing that when from little they were telling you, please don't put your hand in your head. So I'm surprised right. that that's still um, uh, 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 one of the things that people do. Here's something that I thought was really interesting. They say, please do not stay silent when you're unhappy. Right, right. It's always, I'm always like, you know what, don't, I, I have thick skin anyway, and you have to develop thick skin to be in business for years, um, and when you're in business dealing with the public, but I, I would always say, you know what, hurt my feelings. Tell me, I'd rather that than not know. Just like say somebody that they'll come once and then never come back, and they, you don't know if it was, you don't know what happened, you know, and, and especially because we were big on customer service, I would reach out, like, you know, let us know, something you know, you don't like, not only does it make us better, but it's good to know because um, communication, normally when something happens, it was a lack or a breakdown of communication. And, you know, we'll, I'll own that. And so absolutely, just say, say something, um, but just be mindful. You know, we, you can 
be displeased, but you can also maintain respect. And my biggest thing is, like, don't get disrespectful. You know, we're not disrespectful with you, um, but it's okay if you don't like something. You're paying for a service and you have a certain expectation, and if we agree that we can meet that expectation or hopefully exceed it, then by all means, if it's not met, you know, you should be vocal about it. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, I've I've seen, I've heard, you know, you have the the woman chatter. You know, you say, oh, your hair looks nice. And I don't like it. <laughs> right. Okay. And then they start yeah. running down this list. Of all the things that they they didn't like, I don't like the color, you know. I don't like it. Now, color is always very sensitive because we talked about that before. You know, you never right. know, you know, how things are going to ultimately come out. You know, as far as you know, the the final color. Um, you know, so we know that that that's a very sensitive thing. But you know, I don't like this cut. You know, she told me I would look good in this cut and. I don't look good in the car. I mean, you just hear all kinds of things after you up and right. out the chair. And this is and see, here's my question: If this is supposed to be your salon, your hairstylist for years, then my thing is, where's your communication that you couldn't have said? Right. Well, you know what? Can can you flip this just a little bit higher, or can you turn this a little bit tighter? Can you close a little bit? Can you flatten this part so it falls over my eye? You know, whatever it is, you know, within reason, because we're not going to take the style apart and start all over again. But my thing was, where's the communication that you really can't get that done? Because I remember when I used to go, it's like, I didn't like it, but you know what? Can we just kind of tighten this piece right here? And it's like, voila. It was just, okay, that's what I was looking for. So, you know, it, it is very important that we definitely speak up because sometimes it could just take that one little, you know, uh, modification to get that voila moment, and now you walking around telling, telling everybody how much you don't like the hairstyle. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. Right. I don't and know, sometimes, I don't know. sometimes it's the... Um, some some stylists they get very defensive as you know don't ask all these questions or they take it personal and that's just a maturity thing in my and a mindset in my opinion you know um, people should be able to ask you questions and want to know you know they're paying you for a service and you should be able to be transparent about what you're using and why now um, right and like I said how it goes to mindset I remember when I was coming up there used to be the mindset of um, not saying what you're using so the client doesn't go out and get it themselves and go elsewhere. And I'm like, yes, I, you know, I, just, I never, oh my goodness. <laughs> never, uh, yes, uh, I remember that. that. They used to put little labels over the, the, the labels. Yeah, and or um, turn it or put it in another um, something where you wouldn't see and not know. And um, it, once again, that's just a, from a scarcity mindset or a mindset of fear. And I would always say, you know, no one is my client. You know, I make sure that I'm on top of my game and I secure, I'm secure in what I'm providing, what I'm doing. And I know that, and not to sound cocky, but no one is going to give it the signature that I give it. And I'm okay with that. And if you want someone else's signature, then by all means, go ahead. They're not going to do it like me. You can get all of 
everything I'll give you the step by step on what I do and how I do it. You just still not gonna do it like me. And that's, that's okay. Right. You know? That's right. And so, um, some people have that fear and I, I was um I'm grateful for my training. It was like you never chase the money. You just make sure you know what you're doing and why you're doing it and you put your stamp on it. Once you do that, the clients will come and I'm a living witness, you know. My last day at the salon we were overbooked. You know, from beginning to end, yeah. there's never lack of clientele, you know? And oh. so, um, you know, and that and that came out of cost, you know? That came out of cost. I took a lot of blows in business, especially at the beginning, figuring it out. You know, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, but I didn't, I'm, I, I know enough to know I don't know everything, right? And I'm humble enough right. to receive criticism and and understand and my biggest lessons were from the difficulties my biggest lessons were from the people who were not happy my biggest lessons were from the people that did not come back you know and so right. I, I was able to refine with those that did come back I, I was able to refine myself through the the customers that were guests for over 20 years but my biggest lessons were in what didn't go well right 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 I never understood that I'm like, okay, and I used to hear that, you know, um, girl, I don't, I don't put my, I don't put my, um, I cover up the label because, you know, I want them to see what I'm using. Then they go out and they get it and, and they ain't got no reason to come back. And I'm saying to myself, okay, well, where's your self-esteem? You know, I was talking about that before you came on about, our, you know, our confidence and our self-esteem. And, you know, if you know what you're doing, you know, we, right. we say that, Shanti, always say that with the embroidery. If you feel like you can get better service, then go right. ahead. Right. Because I, we can guarantee you, you're not going to get the price. That That's the first thing we know you're not going to get. Number two, you're right. not going to get that that ethic of, you know, um, if, if, you know, if there's something wrong, really wrong, we'll, we'll fix it for you. It's no issue. You know, we don't care about that. We'll, we'll, we've done that. You know, you're not, like you said, um, you're not going to get from somewhere else what you get from me. So even if I lay it all out, I, I am the perfect example, Sister Gertie. And, and, and I say, Shantise, the, 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 there's, you know, some young, young ladies in the church, they do my hair. Uh-huh. Y'all ain't got to worry about me. You could tell me everything you use. It, it ain't going to make me no difference because I'm trying to figure out how come y'all hair stay like this for week after week after week after week, it looks fresh. My hair after the first week, it looked like ain't nobody did it. So it it wouldn't matter what product you gave Stephanie. I would not be able to maintain it then, and they're not even professionals. So you got to right. have that confidence in knowing that you are who you are and only you can provide what you provide. So even, you know, like the DJs who used to cover up the labels, um, you don't have to live like that because it really, if, right. if you do what you do well enough, no matter what you show right. us that you use, we, you're going to be able to rock, rock it out, and we ain't going to be able to duplicate it no way. We're going to have to come back. So just, just, just yeah. do what you do. Just do what you do. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, it's what, uh, it's I, I, it is. It really is. It really, really is. Before I go to the couple of questions, that uh-huh. we have. I want to also, I saw this and I really wanted you to talk about this because I'm sure you've experienced this 
because I've heard conversations. Um, they say be realistic in what you're bringing to the table and the results that you can that you or we can get for your hair. So you know, yes. if your hair is dead or if your hair is thinner or if your hair is not as healthy, we're not magicians. And we can't yeah. make something happen just because you want it to happen. What would you like to say about that? Right, it's true. I co-sign on it. One of the biggest things, um, one of the biggest tools I use are visuals. I'm like, uh, a picture, you know, is so true and that it says a thousand words. And when guests would come in with, um, we call them inspos, and when they would come in with um, an inspo being short for an inspirational picture, um, I would make sure that, I would reiterate to them what I'm seeing and if that's what they want. I would go a step further and I would cover the face of the picture and show just so that they see the hair. And I'm like, is that what you want? And what is that that you're seeing? Because oftentimes when someone gives you a picture, there's just one aspect, maybe maybe two aspects of the hair or the picture they like, and they're neglecting to look at the whole picture, you know? So say, for instance, someone gives you a picture with, with and the hair color, it's like the root of the hair is caramel, you know, brown. And then throughout the hair, there's some golden highlights or some copper highlights, and there's some red highlights. But when you're looking at it as a whole, you're just seeing this overall coppery ginger hair, but they're not noticing the nuances on, you know, well, that's actually four different colors going on here. Which one are mm. you, what, 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 um, mm. um, What's standing out to you? And nine times out of ten, they really just wanted that copper color. They didn't notice the, the darker roots. They didn't notice a different highlight throughout. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yes. sometimes we'll show you a picture, and the person is not even their complexion. I'm like, okay, so how this looks on this person is not going to look on you because it's You know, or different. They don't have the same texture. And so it's really, once again, I put it on the the um, the professional to be able to not only see those things, to direct the conversation in a way that the guest could pull out really what the guest is looking for and making sure that you're on the same page and that you can deliver and that the hair is a candidate for whatever it is that they want. All right. So, you know, there's a lot to it. And um, those are the different nuances that people don't realize that oftentimes that's part of what you're paying for. You know, it's like, oh, this person, they cost so much. You know, but you're not realizing all that it takes to provide this one appointment, you know, to a place where you would be pleased, you know, or even exceeding your expectations. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. Now, if you just want someone to grab a a bottle in the back, slap it in your hair, put it in the dryer, you know, rinse it out with whatever and send you home, you know, and there's a place for that also. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. You know, again, you know, they. I, I kept looking at the list, and like I said, some, some of the lists were crossing one another, and one of the standards was bring a picture. And I started thinking, and I'm saying to myself now, I, I compare it to other things in life. You know, you, you're bringing this picture to your hairstylist. And, you know, does that mean that that's going to be you? You know, are you realistic enough to understand that you may not be able to get 
that. You may not be right. able to, uh, they may not be able to achieve that look for you. Like you said, key thing when you said it, I thought the same thing. I'm like, you know, this blonde thing is, uh, uh, Sister Gary, this is getting to me. You got the, right. the very, very thick <laughs> who got just the blonde. Then you got the little caramel women who got the blonde. Then you got the, you know, the, the little dark woman. Then you got the very dark woman. Everybody thinks they can get this blonde and they're going to look the same. And I'm sorry. Everybody don't look good in this blonde. So just because right. you're taking a picture to your stylist, doesn't mean you're going to look like this. You are actually bringing what was accomplished with this client and that stylist. So can we get what we're bringing, you know, in this picture? We have to be realistic, you know, about how the, how the results may vary when it comes to who you are. And I, I just, right. I, like I said, I just seeing the same, um, the same, bring a picture, bring a picture, bring a picture. And I'm, before I could even get to the thing about be realistic, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The first thing my head was this blonde thing. And sometimes I'm right. looking, I'm like, who told you this blonde look good? It looks horrible. You know, yeah, I, there's well, a lot of people, people around. Blonde around right. <laughs> That's what we say all the time. Don't have, you don't have friends. You don't have a friend. All the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Chanti says that all the time. We said, but did you pass a mirror? Did you get some real, real feedback? You talk you touched on something that I was going to next that they that they say, please, please, please know the cost. Know the cost of what you're actually looking to get. Because like right. you said, there may be some intricacies to this. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, like I said before, know the course and try as best to provide a comprehensive course. Course like with everything, not just what the service is for today, what's the cost um of your time, what's the cost of you um maintaining this? You know, what, does, what is the total cost? Give them a, a good snapshot because um, it's going to be an investment not only financially but of your time, your energy, and um, learning, you know, learning how to maintain. You know, and oftentimes people, they don't want, they want microwave hair, and I'm like, nah, this is oven hair. Uh-uh, you got to take time. It's got to bake. Nope. <laughs> you know, and let them understand. Right, so mm. once again, breaking it, all of it down, you know, half truths are still a lie. <laughs> ah, wow, I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, let me ask you something. We talked about hair coloring the last time. Uh-huh. Is is can the course vary, and if so, why? Of course, it will vary based on what you're using, you know, what type of color you have to do and what the, how intricate we're getting. How, how are we customizing it? Are we doing more than one custom, custom blend for your color? Um, or is it going to be like single process, one color? Like, is it going to be monochromatic all over? 
or you're going to have um, highlights, low lights, baby lights, balayage, ombre. It depends on what you're doing. And just know a general rule of thumb is that the more intricate or the more that's required to achieve said color, the more the cost is going to be. Mm. Let me ask you this. How, mm-hmm. what, what was, what, give us a horror story about the cost. Somebody, it, it didn't have to be your client per se, but maybe it was your client, but of a person who really didn't count up the cost. Who didn't what? Count up the cost. You know, she thought that the hair was only worth this. The hairstyle was only worth this. Or it was only going to cost her this. And then now it's all finished, and she's not happy with the price. Give us a horror story. That hasn't happened because we would have a consultation. Everyone knows before we even touch your hair. And that's not even color. It's just in general. But especially with our high-ticket items, you know before you... You you know all of that before we even start. Yeah, that is all happen. your years. Um, the only yeah, never. yeah the only all the years you've nope. never come across that. No, wow. no, I do have a horror story with a haircut, but <laughs> it wasn't. I'll take um, it. It wasn't. I'll take it. <laughs> so. Um, I was in, um, I was living in Philadelphia at the time. I, I went to the temple, and so I stayed in Philadelphia. And um, one of the other students at, at temple, she was telling me how she wanted to cut her hair. She wanted to cut, she wanted to cut. You know, we had the consultation. We went over everything. And um, I did it. And after I did it, I was all excited, and I did the big reveal. And she looked, and she was fair-skinned, and she turned red. And she, she said, I hate it. And she put her hand, her head in her hands, and she started crying. I never experienced that before, and I didn't know what to do. I had a knot in my stomach, and I was just apologizing profusely. And she, and she stayed there for at least a half hour, just hands in. I'm standing there waiting. She didn't say anything. I'm hot. I'm, like, you know, going over everything. And so um, we had to walk through that and, you know, I didn't even want her to pay me, but she insisted upon paying me because I did do the work. Um, and she left. I, like I said, I didn't even want her to pay me. I didn't want anything, and I felt terrible. Um, I didn't see her till the following week at school. And, you know, she came back, and she was like, you know, it, it wasn't true. I, you know, the, the cut was beautiful. I just wasn't ready for that. I didn't expect that. You know, she didn't like it, so she wanted to go back. And that was a terrible feeling, you know. We spoke about it. We had a consultation. We had pictures. She knew what it was, but she didn't, um, neither one of us anticipated what it would be for it to actually, all that hair to be gone and for her to have, um, it was a low, low, like just above a Caesar. It was a low, low cut natural. She wanted to um, throw her natural hair out. So she had a TWA, a teeny weeny afro, and she did not like it. She eventually, um, it eventually grew on her. But that experience, I'll never forget that. Even talking about it now, I'm remembering how I felt. Like it was, I was like, I don't ever want to feel like this again. Um, which actually put me to the place where I'm always, I, I overemphasize um, a consultation. Like this is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to be. And um, with haircuts and color, I say, be, um, you know, be okay with, you know, it might not be what you're expecting at the beginning. It may have to grow on you. And that stems from that experience. Okay. Makes sense. Makes a great yeah. deal. 
So trust me, I have some horror experiences with hair in general, but um, cost has that. I can't think of any time that's happened because I've been because I don't like that feeling. And so very early on mm-hmm. in my career, I was like, "Now nah, we're going to be upfront about this," you know. Okay, okay. No, I, I mean, I even the cost thing um, fell in with the haircut. You know, the the Bahara third with the haircut. You know, wasn't money, but at the end of the day, right. it could have been money because it could have been someone. You've heard people say, "I wasn't paying her," you know, because I that's not what I asked for. And I, as a right. pastor. Um, I, I know that, you know, this, I don't, that's not what I asked for. That can be extremely bogus because what people right. feel they're relaying is not always what they're relaying. So when I hear things like that, that I consider that to be a cost harvest story because it could really have gone where it could have been your money. And, and I've heard the argument, you know, listen, I did the work. I, I did what she asked me to do. I needed my money because that I but needed can to take she, care can of she prove that? What'd you say? Can they prove that? When they say this is not what I agreed to start with. Why? You should, if you have a good consultation, you should be able to prove that, no, this is what we spoke on. And even, um, especially with color, like if a client refuses to do a patch test or an allergy test with their color, I make them sign a, a waiver, sign a consent. Okay. You know, and we have we have references, we have pictures, and I I have a paper trail, um, because things like that happen. I've heard of you know horror stories with people, and it's like, no, so you you can't be um, very nonchalant, and you can't be um, a, a, some, um, you can't make assumptions. You have to be very clear and explicit, especially when it when it involves cost, high cost, and when it involves. Um, chemical changes to um, a person's hair, skin, nails, whatever the case may be. You need to be, do your due diligence. You right. know? That's right. right. I and agree. oftentimes when these issues come up, is I, we can all, I would dare say 99.9% of the time when these issues come up, it's because you didn't follow a proper thorough consultation. Okay. But normally that's that's okay. it. Because if they're going to yeah. say at the end of all of that, I didn't pay for that, um, that's not what I asked for, there was a breakdown somewhere before you even got started. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm t- as, a, as, a, as someone who run, has run a business, as someone who right. has been counsel with people, it, 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 what goes on in people's heads and what, you right. know, that's what I said. Right. That I don't even have anything to do with it. But because I know, I know people, and I right. have been dealing with people since I was very, very young in some very intense and very mild situations. And what people, how they put stuff in their head and the results that they're looking for, it's like, well, I'm sorry, somebody wasn't listening here. Or somebody yeah. didn't understand something. So I, I definitely get it. I don't even have to be a part of it. And I listen to the, you know, I've been in a salon where it's like, no, I'm not paying you. And they're going back and forth. And the girl was like, I told you, you agreed to this, blah, 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 blah. She's like, I'm not paying. And she's going off because that was her that was her time. She said, listen, you're going to pay me because I got bills to pay. I sat and I did it. It has been a horror, horrible situation. And... I, I can get easily how 
something went wrong where you could have been the one who, you know, you just didn't, you were, maybe that phone call came in when the woman was talking to you and you had to take it. Anything, anything could cause a breakdown in communication. So I, I definitely, I definitely have seen big messes. Well, here's one of our questions that came in this morning. Why do a lot of beauticians keep us from seeing ourselves in the mirror as they are doing our hair? Sometimes the blessing is being able to view the process. I think I know what you're going to say. But, I'm, you know, of course, I'm, I'm going to I think I know what you're going to say. There's a, there's a few reasons, and I know that there's a few um, of, that are personal to me that, you know, my preference. Um, but the number one thing is it's case by case. And oftentimes, if it's somebody that can't keep their head still, if it's somebody that, you know, they constantly are trying to see and watch, what have you, I will turn that chair for my peace of mind and I'll let them know it's not even about <laughs> a grand reveal. It's because you are, <laughs> you're not, you're not compliant. You're moving around too much, you, you know, especially when I would do short, short hair. I would turn when I'm curling because the, if the client is like a jumpy client or what have you, they're so afraid of getting um, burnt, even if I'm not mm. going to be the one to burn because they're like, jumpy and wincing, what have you, that leads to getting, um, having the iron right. touch. You see what I'm saying? So with right. some people, yes. it's really case by case. I'll turn it. But the, by, the number one culprit are those guests that they can't sit still. And I'm like, you know what? I, oh. Not today. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, um, and then there's, there's some others where I know that, okay, they're going to love that um, face towards the end, those final touches in the front. I'll turn them around so that I can turn, so that, they don't see, and then when it's um, the final result is to give them that wow factor, I'll turn them around. But um, it's not a general rule to not have them see at all, um, in my experience. Okay. Here's what I thought you were going to say, because I know this to be a, a, a fact, and you can confirm this. Okay. The process doesn't always indicate the end result. So when someone is looking at the process, I've been I've been in the salon way, but I don't like the way this looks. I don't like the way this is coming. Oh right. And the and the history yeah. is saying, just wait till it's finished. <laughs> but right. because they're watching the process, they're 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 becoming you know fearful Fancy. that the end result will not be what they have anticipated for it to be. So if I let you right. step. That. Now I gotta calm you down throughout the entire process because you're fearful and you're going crazy because it just ain't looking the way you thought it was gonna look. Is that right? Well, and with, people, with people like that, with people like that, I just let them know, like, no, this is just part of it, you know. Or like sometimes um, you get that a lot with color, like when it's oxidizing. It's like, this is okay. orange. I don't want orange hair. It's like, no, it's going to be warm brown. It's just, this is how it oxidizes when it hits the oxygen in the air. You know, so with stuff like that, I don't necessarily have to turn the chair. I'll just tell them that this is part of the process. This is not how it's going to look at the end. You know, and then that's because that's they're looking at the milk. Right, right. And with some people, I'll just, before we even start, 
I'll even tell them, like, look, it's going to look all crazy, you know, because the, the color, how it's processing, it may look a little bit crazy, but don't worry. Okay, okay. And no, that's something like that doesn't... Yeah, something like that doesn't bother me. Yeah. But I've heard it in the chair. You know, you're, you're getting your head done, and you hear this, I don't like this. This is not coming up. They're like, relax. We, we ain't got right. it yet. You're yeah. looking at the end result, and we have to go through this in order, but it's all because you are able to see the process. So although as, you know, the, the, the question finishes, sometimes the blessing is in being able to view the process. I, I'm going to I'm gonna put this out on a ministerial tip. And as a minister yourself, you know as well as I know that this is how it goes. We are, we, we want to improve our life. But we don't want to go through the process. And I think right. I finished actually pretty candid um, and transparent with you, um, Sister Gertie. You know you're a part of this this um, this um, conference that's coming up. And, you know, as you and I spoke, we're dealing with some real deep conversations, real deep topics. And one of one of the people dropped out simply because she could not take the process. Talking about it um, is sometimes reliving this thing. And we want to be delivered, but the process is ugly. The process means we're going to have to talk about it. The process means we're going to have to face it. The process means we're going to have to experience some things. The process means that, you know, I'm going to have to talk about somebody who may not want to be talked about, but because it's part of my healing process, I may have to reveal who you are. Now, me and you may become enemies because God needs me to go through a process where I'm going to have to solo something. And although I don't have to tell it all, I may have to experience a little bit. So, you know, sometimes the beauty, you know, some of us have gotten to the point where the process as we go through it, it is beautiful, whether it's ugly, whether it's hurtful, whether, but at the end, we, we're really looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. So that process is beautiful because it's like, I can feel it, God. I can feel it. I can feel it coming. But you've got those others, and I'll, I'll let you, you know, speak for a little while um, on this. We have those people who, again, like I said, dro- she dropped out. And it's very clear why she dropped out. And she was very, you know, she didn't realize she was saying as much to me as she was because she didn't know I know people very well. So when she started concerning herself with, well, I don't want this one to hear and I don't want to expose this one, I'm saying to myself, girl, that's part of the process. You know, I'm, I didn't say this to her, but I'm saying this because I'm just listening. Right. And I'm saying to myself, this part of the process, you know, it, it ain't going to feel good. It ain't going to look good. But know that there's don't deliverance. Under, I, the beauty is on the side. I don't understand. When you, when you say what I'm, I'm not, maybe I missed it. I don't understand. Didn't want who to hear what about what. With the, the what happened? Yes. She chose a topic. And the topic was very, very, it was like a very, you, you know how the church of God is, you know. You know how the right. church is. Let's put it that way. You know how the church is, especially when you're dealing right. with these older women. 
And, right. you know, I, 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 I want to talk about this thing. And she was very open with me, and she was like, I want to talk about this thing. And I was excited for her because I couldn't believe as a stranger she was revealing so much. And I said to myself, I said, God, this is why you sent her here. And when she said, well, I've been thinking about it, and, you know, because I know some people are going to be in the audience um, from, from, you know, from a church, um, and because I may have to expose, you know, Mark, Luke, and John, I don't, you know, I'm really kind of not wanting to talk about it anymore. I'm kind of falling back off of talking about it. I want to give examples. And I was comparing that to the question at at the table about your hair. You know, sometimes the process is beautiful, but sometimes that process is nice and ugly. Like he was saying, you got the highlights that, that... take three or four stages and you're you're panicking as you're looking at it in the mirror because you're like, oh, my God, that's not what I want. That's not what I asked for. I'm going to be stuck with this color at the end of the day. And we have to calm them down to say, hey, it's all a part of your process. Right. And the end result. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But And like you said, um, just like in life, even to this, the example you're bringing up, that's more um, indicative of the person's um, immaturity spiritually because you don't have to right. specifically name, you know, Mark right. and John to, to call out or what have you. And then, you know, are we operating in fear or not? Because, you know, God gives us a word to preach in season and out of season. And everyone is not going to like right. what you have to say all the time. But if right. you know that it's not coming from flesh or from you and it's from God, then, you know, you got to, like Charles Stanley would say it, obey God and leave the consequences to God. Right. You know? Right. And so um, allowing people to have an understanding. And, and let's face it, a lot of people, maturity doesn't come with age. There's a lot of old right. kids, <laughs> old, immature people, you know, in the pulpit and out of the pulpit. And so that's yep. the reality of where we are. And um, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are misinterpreting scripture and leading um, congregations astray, <laughs> you know? Right. And so understanding right. all of that, and I'm not saying that from a place of being condescending, but just from a place of humility, like, you know, I'm always understanding that, you know what, God, you know, if not but for your grace, there go I also. And so let me take time yeah. out to listen to you to make sure that I'm rightfully dividing your word of truth, you know? And so yeah. um, I took the same approach in in um, with the salon. You know, we would joke, but I was very serious. Like, this is our church. You know, I'm the right. pastor here. You guys, the yada deacons. You know, we have a board. We have missionaries. <laughs> we have mothers in the church. The clients that have been coming for you know over. If you've been here over 15 years, you were mother of the church. I kid you not. And that's what it was. And understanding. And I believe in one of the the weeks I shared how you know. Um, just even before, you know, like officially becoming a minister and ordination and stuff and just praying over my guests all the time, you know, since a kid. Um, well, my hand right. understand the power of touch, not knowing that's what it was, but just kind of, you know, blindly following that leading um, with certain people I would touch, you know, God would lead me to say a quick prayer for them. And um, right. My presence, and to the point where they were like, "You didn't massage my hands." I'm like, "Oh gosh, it's not me. It's that's the Holy Spirit," you know. And so, <laughs> just understanding that. 
You know, it's just, yes. you know, we, we, we can't take these things for granted. But the process, the, you know, understanding as people of faith, the people in general, we're living with the tension between spirit and flesh. You know, and our faith walk allows us to to concentrate on the spirit and try to walk in the spirit and live by the spirit. But that flesh is always there. That flesh is ever present. And so um, understanding that, that that's the conflict that we, we, we live in, but we don't have to run from that, the process. But in the, right. on the contrary, humble ourselves to the Holy Spirit because, you know, hope springs eternal because God says he does not leave us as often. We have the Holy Spirit. And so right. that helps us navigate the process. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, thank you for expounding on that. It was really, really powerful. Um, and thank you so much for, you know, our, our journey today of the do's and don'ts of, you know, being a client and even touching on some <laughs> of the opposite side of the stylist. You know, I was talking before you got on, I was talking about the upcoming conference on the 29th and the Breaking the Yoke Women's Conference. We're yep. not doing that. And I wanted Amen. you to just talk really quickly about what you're expecting God to do, you know, as a participant and as a spectator. Well, this is um, this is going to be a new experience for me, so I'm open to, um, I'm looking, I'm interested in, um, how it all plays out. You know, I'm looking forward to that. After our um, our one-on-one discussion about it, as I started to prepare, um, I have a few different um, aspects that I want to go through, but I want to narrow it down, and that's what – I just jotted down mm-hmm. just from our conversation. I had, like, a few things kind of, like, flood my head. So um, I just jotted right. them down. But I haven't taken the time yet, so I just really pray about it and see how they're going to flesh out. Um I always, one of my personal struggles is always finding the right balance on, on giving um, the right amount of information that's going to stick, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of information out there. And even with what I wrote, I'm like, okay, this is going to be too much. it got to be narrowed down. And that's where I'll rely on the Holy Spirit to lead me onto what what is going to be most effective for the people that will be there, you know? And right. so right. Right. my hope is that, Right. My hope is that it's, uh, um, it's received and it, um, everyone is able to walk away with um, tidbits on what we're not going to do anymore <laughs> and what we can do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, um, you know, um, great, great, great. Ooh, you're thinking. I'm excited. <laughs> Wonderful. I am as well. And so um, I'll probably just um, send some to you for you to, you know, tell me what you think because you, you know the um, – you're going to know the population more than me on who will be there. And so mm-hmm. um, to be able to narrow it down and flesh them out. But a couple of different um, um, ideas just in general based on what, I, what I've what i experienced and what I see is trending now. Um, like, for instance, mm-hmm. one of the things are wig wearing. So um, I had a couple of things that we're not going to do that with the wig. We're going to do that, you know. All right. <laughs> Off the top of my head. All right. <laughs> I'm already right. excited. I'm already excited because, girl, let me tell you, when we're looking at some of these TV shows, and we know mm-hmm. they got money, Sister Gertie, 
And I'm like, right. well, why is your wig twisted? Y'all knew y'all was because that normally that's a when I see that that's normally a production issue, and the production they didn't they didn't um, hair and makeup wasn't a high line item. You know, oh. so they're not investing. They're not investing in hair and makeup. They're probably um, having the the actor actress do um, provide their own, and they're just getting whatever wig that they can find. So normally that's that's the issue, especially like with these um, stage plays and stuff. The um, the earmarks for um, hair and makeup normally is not high. Well, thank you for yep. explaining that because it looks like that. I have to tell you. It looks like that. It was like you did not. Because I'm like, we as, you know, I know we spoke about, you know, some of the things we do with the wigs and some of the things we don't do with the wigs or weave. We Mm -hmm. spoke about that very early in you being here. But I've seen our unprofessional people get up out the chair and their hair is looking tight. And you look at the TV and I'm like, really? Who was not prepared? To to um like like you turned it you know that was the, the the money wasn't there you know they didn't put the money there and I'm like well if you went to your girl on the corner she could have hooked you up a little better than that since you were right. going to be on right. TV you know so but depending on where that, they're like, where they're filming right oh, but okay. say they're filming whatever wherever the um the stages are where, you know, production is happening, that might not be an option. And then um, the taping schedule, you know, like, um, like for instance, um, years ago I was offered to do hair on CBS and call time was 3 a.m., you know? Mm. 3 a.m. call time because, you know, they'll the early shows start at what? They start like 6 a.m., you know, so. And then back then they were – for black hairstylists, the union was few and far right. between. Right. You know, and right, so you right, have right. Be, you have the union to do um, hair and makeup on TV. Now that's changed a lot. You still need to, but it's not as, um, because of production, you know, people are doing full videos on an iPhone, you know, movies. So production right. has changed a lot. Um, so some things have been more lenient, but back then it was even more strict. And they didn't have much of right. right, you know. Right. And if, if, yes. we, if we were, we weren't the key or the lead. Like um, I did America's right. Next Top Model Cycle 14, and I was on the team, but all that was listed in the credits. I mean, I got paid and everything, and I had to sign an NDA and everything for the season. But if you go back and look at Cycle 14, you're going to see the key hairstylist was Ryan Taniguchi, this Asian guy. He was the key. And so we were all the team. And the girl that won in her hair, I did it. But my name is one that. But, you know, that's right. So you'll find that a lot also. You'll have teams. We did um, an episode where they went to Sally Hirschberger in the city and did these weeds that were terrible. And it was um, this other black stylist and myself. We did, we did all of those weeds. You know, we got paid for it. So I'm not mad at it. But I wasn't. We weren't the key. We weren't lead hairstyles. So we weren't in the credits. But we were part of the team. You would see my hands throughout it. I the joke used to be like I have famous hands because you know you, they wouldn't get us on camera. It would just be our hands. So you have wow. all of that that plays into it also. 
Wow, wow. Yep. Well, look at what we got today, a little bonus, a little bonus. <laughs> well, right, right. we are so looking forward to um, having you out as a part of, you know, a very powerful woman um, movement and women's movement, matter. And, you know, uh-huh. you have really shown how God has used you and we're looking forward to seeing you in person, you know, however, you know, you and I, we're going to keep that a little secret. you you got to come out <laughs> and experience it. You've been listening for months to our sister girl. Right. You will come out and, you know, and hear from her and, you know, get an opportunity to see her up close and personal, like I said, some of the other women of God who are on its due time. And I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you guys. Likewise. Uh, we'll see one another before we speak to one another when you get here in August, God spare our life. So thank you so much. This is fantastic. And we give God thanks for your diligence, your commitment to God's people. And we pray you have a blessed day. Awesome, awesome. If I may, um, I'll just say a quick prayer. Um, because this is our last time before the conference, right? Yes. If I may? Yes, yes, yes. God, you are awesome. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you. We lift you up. We glorify you. Thank you for opening our eyes, opening our hearts, opening our ears to see and receive the truth that only comes from you. As we are gathered today, we know that you are in our midst because we stand on your word where two or three are gathered in your name. There you are. And we simply say thank you. I pray right now for the, we're not going to do that, breaking the yoke, women's conference, Lord God, and all those who are preparing now and those who are preparing to present and those who are preparing to receive and partake. And I pray for an amazing move that can only come from you through all of us, your people. Speak, Lord, for we are listening. Have your way. I pray that not only our lives changed, but we are meeting you in a deeper level, a deeper way, and we don't leave the same. I pray for everyone they're traveling to get to the location safely, that it will be time indeed well spent. I lift up Pastor Stephanie before you, Lord God. Thank you for giving her the vision. Thank you for giving her the grace, the patience, the wisdom, and the insight to bring us all together to do this unto you. May you be pleased. May it be a sweet smelling aroma into your nostrils. If there's anything I fail to ask, Father God, fail not to grant as we gather on July 29, 2023. May it be a day we never forget. And may you get all the glory. I trust you to do it, and I thank you in advance. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, with thanksgiving and expectancy. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I, I have to tell you, I was looking at the time, and normally there's a quick segment after you go, and we get to um, prayer. We have a pray for them um, on on um, Thursdays, and uh, Shanti didn't have a pray for them today, and I was going to have not spoken about the, the, the woman who... Um, had kind of stepped away and we talked about the blessing and, you know, the deliverance. And I said, you know what, it's okay she didn't have a pray for them because I was going to substitute it and use that. And when you ask, wow. could you pray, I'm looking at the clock and I'm going, Lord, you know wow. that this is the time that we were going to pray 
And this is what I was just getting ready to pray about. And as you started praying, I was like, God, you got to be kidding me. So I, I want to wow. say thank you for just being led and being obedient to God and the leading of the Lord to carry out, you know, what you, you know, were given to do. Because some people get it and they're like, you know what, I'm not going to say anything. And I just had an experience with that too, uh, uh, crazy as that went. And, you know, I was, <laughs> I can't, I, I was led to ask somebody did they want something and they were excited because they said that God had told them to ask me, but she failed to mm. ask. And I ended up calling her back and saying, would you like this to go on? So, you know, you got to move as God tells you to move. Right. right. And the timing of you and, and your prayer um, was so on point. I, I can't believe it. I thank you so much for just doing Amen. what God wants you to do. My and you just proved that, you know, you're, you're on point. So I thank you. Ooh, I thank you so much. Thank you so much for your obedience. Again, I look forward to a powerful movement of God on this day. You don't want to miss it. Have a blessed day, my sister. God says I look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much again. Amen. Amen. Likewise. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You too, sis. Amen. Thank you. Wow, that God God is, is amazing. You know, he just kind of just take, took that out of my hands and he placed it in our sister Gertie's hands. And, you know, again, I didn't have any idea of, you know, what to say. And I, I, I give God thanks that she even covered me in the prayer. You know, it's been a very interesting journey and we still have about mm, 14 or so more days, 16 more days. Yeah, about 16 more days. And, you know, people don't understand. And, and our sister Gertie just got finished with her own conference. Um, and and I, I heard it was it was sold out. It was sold out. Um, and, and blessings. Unfortunately, we, I had an, an engagement, so I was not able to attend. And, you know, I, I was really sorry that I was able to, I wasn't able to make it. But when I heard that there was not a seat left, I was like, wow, such a deserving, um, so well-deserved, you know, and, and she's been pouring out into us. Now God is allowing, you know, everyone to pour back into her. So, you know, we give God thanks for, again, like I said, you say you all the time, God sends us the very best. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to what God is going to do on that day. You know, you've gotten a taste. And, and you know, we've got some, some really uh, nice things uh, prepared for you. We're preparing. You know, I am, like Sister Grady said, you know, we're in uh, talks and conversations, and we're, you know, allowing God to mold this these presentations. You know, I can't put into their mouths the words. But I have the responsibility of gelling it all together. And it, from, even for what they've been giving me, you know, every conversation I have, I always ask, you know, what is God giving you? Has God given you anything? Has God expanded anything? Has he expounded on anything? And what they've been coming back with, I'm like, oh, my gosh, if this is just in the making, 
I don't even want to know what's going to happen on that particular day. It is eight hours of power from the moment we start until the moment we finish. There's going to be fellowshipping. There's going to be encouragement. There's going to be support. There's going to be deliverance. There's going to be an outpour of love. I can feel it. I can see it. It is it already at times I'm overwhelmed with not just the preparation, but the expectation. Because, like I said, as I'm talking to everybody, and I'm like, wow, God, you're actually entrusting me. You know, and I, for those of you who know me, I've actually been an event planner for 37 years. So planning an event is nothing for me, but I have to tell you, this was this is one of the first times that the experience has been so different that I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this. It is not. This is not small by any means necessary. You know, we've had a decrease in participants, and you know, I, I raised my girls to understand whoever's at the party is supposed to be at the party. Of course, you're going to wish that Mary was there, that John was there, and, you know, had so-and-so been here, they would have been, you know, the life of the party. But God has taught me one thing a long time ago, and that is to appreciate who's there. Appreciate who you're looking at. Appreciate who I send you. And, And this Sabbath past, God brought to me the, the, the parable about the, the, the master who was preparing the feast. And he said to the servant, go out and, you know, get this one, this one, this one, and this one. And as they were invited, you know, one says, I, I bought this piece of land and I got I to go tend to it. And somebody else said, well, I can't do, I can't be there because I got to, you know, I got to do this. And somebody said, well, I just got married and I got to tend to, you know, to that. And the master said, oh, really? He told the servant, go out, go get the maimed, the lame, the blind, go get all those people. And the, the servant comes back and says, well, Master, everybody's been told, and you still got room for more. And he says, well, you know what? Go out so we can fill the room. Make sure this room is filled. And one version says, and there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Because let me explain something to you. One thing I have been given by God, and this has been for quite a few years that I've, I've continue to give the um, the congregants, they're no longer invited. Ooh, did you catch that? God says invitation is long gone. When I, when I send someone for you, I'm not inviting you. I'm calling you to come in. It's your time to come in. This ain't no invitation. And here's the difference. An invitation, you can decline. Just like those people did. You know, I got married, so I got to send him a, a brand new wife. You know, I'm a newlywed now. I ain't got no time to be doing all this. Listen, I just bought some land, and you know what? If I don't, you know, take care of this land, 
you know, I, I, here I am feasting, and my land is, is being, you know, uh, uh, unkept. And God is saying, I'm not inviting you anymore. Long gone the day for, for the invitation. I'm calling you because it's your time to start paying me attention. It's your time for you to come into the room. It's your time for you to be delivered. I need, I, I need you to understand that I've given you all the time you have had to play. That's gone. And I'm like, wow. So when someone declines your invitation to come um, because they're busy or they're just not coming, I don't get mad. When someone has been invited to participate and they bow out, I, I'm definitely not mad at that one because, see, my thing is, see, the, the, the ones who are a part of this uh, movement, they're excited, and that's what we want in the room. So if you ain't bringing excitement in the room, then guess what? Because, see, even a level of trepidation, a level of fear, you know, I don't normally speak in front of people. Um, I've never done this before. I can live with that. Oh, I can live with that because your sister Gertie, Myself, Pastor Charlene, Pastor Tim, uh, Elder Nitisha, all the women who are going to be a part, all these women of God had their first time that they had to do this. So us doing it now, it does not mean that we still don't look out and go, okay, God, you're going to have to get us together here. It's me and you, Lord. Because I don't know what this group is expecting. I don't know what I'm going to get out of this. I don't know. But I'm, I'm here to do your work. So just because, you know, we've been at this for how many years or how many times, doesn't mean that, you know, it's, it's one, two, three. Because I still have, you know, people who have performed for years. And they're like, you know, Stephanie, every time I get out there, I got to take a deep breath. So I, I, I don't have a problem with anyone who says, you know, I'm a little afraid, I'm a little, you know, nervous, but upset. listen, that's normal. So I want to assure you that whoever's left in the game, whoever's left on that roster, on the morning of the 29th, and whoever is there when our eight hours of power get started, then you know that God has really intended for them to be there and to bless you. And your attendance and participation is blessing us. You know, it's not just a one-sided thing. This is twofold. We have a responsibility here in this kingdom of God on earth to be here for one another. So your participation, your attendance, it means everything to us. But believe me when I tell you, the show must go on is an understatement. Because see, when God has called us to do something, we can't look at it and worry about who's there and who's not there. And that's why I gave you the parable. Because the king, the, the, the master said, yo, you don't have to be here. Because there are others. There are others who I can bless. When you take your blessing and move it to the side, I'm not mad at you. You say, there are only other people. And even more people will be blessed. The more, the more, the more we talk, the more, the more, the more we move, 
think God has us to move. I want you to get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Because we're going to have a good time. If you enjoy it's due time with Pastor Steph, then you definitely going to enjoy the Breaking the Yoke Women's Conference. We're not doing that. We're going to take all the things that we have come to be very comfortable doing. Some of the things that we have prepared to do that God doesn't want us to do. And he's saying, we're not doing that anymore. It's now time to do it my way. It's now time to be productive in the kingdom of God. See, it's not good enough for, for, to, to God for you to just exist. Just like our sister Anna said. Uh, Minister Anna came on and she said, listen, the book from existing to living, she was very candid about her experience, very candid about her experience. And she helped us to understand God does not just want us to exist. He says, I, Jesus says, I've come to give you life more abundantly. Just existing is not good enough for God and his people. And unfortunately, a lot of people have come to be comfortable with that. You know, well, I'm here. I'm just going to live my days out. And I'm, I'm not there. And my little discreet ability, I don't have what a lot of you have anymore. I don't have that. I can, I'm trying to figure out, Lord, how you going to get me through these eight hours? Because Stephanie needs to take a nap after about four. I only got about a thousand steps in me. <laughs> you going to have to help me especially when I'm in the mode of hosting and participating and it's, it's a lot. And sometimes, you know, you just stay so pumped that you don't even realize time has gone by. So, I, listen, I, 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 I'm telling you, my prayer is, you know, I don't want to exhaust myself because I want to enjoy this day that you have prepared for us, that you have put together, that you have crafted and molded, and, and it's intentional that there will be deliverance. It is intentional that there will be strength. The people thought that they were weak. They will be strong. It is intentional that there is a major blessing that's coming through that space. Be there. Go to our um, Facebook page, and you will see the link. Do not miss it. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank our sister minister, Bertie Gordon, for her blessing today. Yet again, God has used her to bless our lives, and we now are armed with the do's and don'ts of sitting up in that hair salon. Don't act like you weren't told. Thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to, to strengthen that relationship with God right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. Where's Freestyle Friday? Until then, I love you.